Welcome to Ambitious Motherhood, the podcast for the mom who is chasing after her dreams in motherhood and business. This is your permission slip to pursue all that you were created to be and live out your calling both in and out of your home. Here's your host, Katie Fleming. are speaking with Jana Bishop. Jana teaches others how to easily and practically establish their online presence through beautiful stock photos and Lightroom presets. Spend any amount of time with her and you will be inspired to take your business to new heights as she empowers you to create a cohesive look for your brand, edit your own photos for social media, and walk the tightrope of being yourself online while effortlessly selling your amazing products. I'm excited to introduce you today to Jana. This conversation is going to be business. It's going to be life. It's going to be faith. There's going to be a lot of things wrapped up into this. And I love it because as a fellow multi-passionate mom and business owner, there are just so many things I love to talk about. I love to learn about, and I love to incorporate in my business and my coaching. So I'm excited to dive into this topic today on the law of attraction from a Christian perspective. Okay. So really what you're going to find in the middle of this episode is that this just evolves into a very candid, open discussion about life. And I love that. It's like we're over coffee, having coffee across the table from each other and just sharing, just talking, just opening up. And this is the exact kind of dialogue I love to have with my friends. I'm not I'm not a surface level person. It's like, all right, let's get to the let's get to the bottom of this and get into the deep stuff, the good stuff. So, I hope that you find some inspiration today that you um enjoy this conversation of just two ladies, Christian women speaking about faith, speaking about what we believe God can do and what our role is in that co-creation process. Hey Jana, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on here today. Of course. Well, why don't you take a moment and introduce yourself to the audience and and just explain to them how you got into this whole online world? Oh, totally. Well, um, my name's Jana, and I have a business called the Jana Bishop Collection. Um, and I live with my husband, my son, in California. And about ten years ago, when I found out I was pregnant with my son Rowan. Um, I knew that I wouldn't be able to, I wanted to stay home with him. And so, um, and after he was born, he had a heart defect and I actually was forced to stay home with him because he couldn't be in childcare because he got all kinds of upper respiratory infections. Um, so I was, I always loved photography. So I found myself like going, okay, how could I make money with photography? Um, and so I remember my husband and I sitting down one night and doing the budget and my little boy needed like this really expensive formula. Um, and we were doing the budget and we're like, okay, what are we going to cut out? So we're going through, you know, like we can cut out a date night a month and we can cut out. And the last thing that was left was that we were going to have to cut out direct TV. And I just was so upset over it because I was home alone. We were new to California. We had just moved there. And here I was with my little newborn and to not have cable TV. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so I sat down and I was like, what can I do to make $50 a month? And I was like, I know I can offer photo sessions. 
because I was always taking pictures of my son and, you know, posting him and people would see it. So that was my goal. I started out and I was just advertising on Facebook to my friends. Like, if you want a family photo, I'll do it. It's 50 bucks. <laughs> I wanted to pay for cable. Um, and so it just kind of grew from there. And I did a lot of family portraits. I really was like, I always tell people I was just such a mutt. Like I did whatever was needed. I ended up doing interior photos and working on a television show with NBC, like all this crazy stuff. Cause I was just like, whatever comes my way, I'll take it. Um, and after I worked on the television show, that's when I realized I loved styling photos because I did that for close to a year. We'd go on set and style things and take pictures. Um, and that's kind of how styled stock photography came to be for me. And then from there, Lightroom preset. So it's just been one big experiment, try it, go for it, love it, keep going. Yeah. I mean, what was the time, what year was the styled stock? Styled stock started for me in 2015. That's when I really took it. Yeah. And I did not want to be visible online. I didn't want people to know it was me. So I was under the name Twiggy Post mm -hmm. for Twitter and Instagram post. And I, you didn't see a picture of me on the feed for probably a good six to eight months. Like I was just completely hidden. I just sold stock photos. Yeah. And you've transitioned recently into the Jana Bishop brand. Yeah. Last year I, um, I met with a friend, Rosemary Watson, and we were talking and I just said, I feel like I'm outgrowing Twiggy Post, but I don't know how or why. Like I just feel like I'm uncomfortable in it. And so we started talking and she's like, well, I really think you should just go with your name and then you can include, like, include a bunch of creative resources for professionals, for entrepreneurs. Um, and so I made the change and I was like hesitant at first, but it ended up being the best decision for me and for my business. Yeah. What are some of those fruits that came from that decision? I think added creativity and not feeling boxed in because Twiggy Post was definitely stock photos. And so when I kind of removed that name, I also removed that box that I was in and gave myself a lot more freedom. Mm -hmm. And so I started thinking in different ways, like how else could I serve my audience? What are other things that people, um, you know, that are trying to grow their Instagram or trying to grow their business would need? And so it really gave me a fresh perspective and kind of a clean slate to, to add more to what I could offer. Yeah, that's awesome. So take me back, if you can remember, like when you first started and you were thinking, okay, how can I make 50 bucks? What were those thought processes you went through to identify your expertise and the thing that you wanted to go all in on, at least in that moment? <laughs> I think it was a matter of just necessity. And uh, I, my husband worked full time. And so I really only had his days off to work. Um, and so I knew that, okay, I could work on Saturdays, you know, and I could work yeah. Sunday afternoons. And I started just kind of looking at it going, well, what is feasible? And then what do I enjoy? Because I didn't want to go do admin work. I remember I got a job offer at a local university and I was like, no, I don't even want it because it wasn't something I would enjoy. So it was as much as it was kind of taking action, it was also really identifying what I felt like I could enjoy and honoring that in myself. Um, not just looking at it to make money, but what can I have fun with and then build from there. And that was probably the first time in my life that I actually viewed business or a job through that lens. Yeah, that's amazing. So what are your conversations like today? Do you still have, um, does your husband still advise you on business moves and what does business and life look like today? Oh, he totally does. I always run things by him and he'll tell you like, he's not like a business minded person as far as, 
He doesn't like to sit down and crunch the numbers or look at analytics or anything like that. He's very much the heart behind it and, and really the one that I'll come up with a crazy idea and he'll just sit and like hash it out with me. Like we'll always do it a lot of times at night, like after we put our son to bed, we'll have like a think tank. We'll just sit down and go, okay, what are some ideas? What are some things that I need to grow in? How can that happen? And he, he'll, he'll talk it through with me, which I think a lot of people, the more I've talked with other women and friends, like they don't have that. And so I feel really blessed that he'll, he'll take that role with me, that creative co-creator, um, encourager. And then he's just always there to help me make it happen. Yeah. However that looks like, you know? Yeah. So what's, what's next for the Jana Bishop brand? Yeah, I'm excited. So I'm developing a course right now on how to take your own stock or product photos. And I really want to help people with lighting because that for me has been one of the biggest struggles. And as I've talked to other people in this space, they say the same thing. Like they want to understand they live in the Pacific Northwest. How do they capture photos with natural light? So I really want to hone in on that and work with them on how to take photos in any type of lighting and um, create your own brand and uh, stock product photos for your website or Instagram. Mm -hmm. I love it. Jana's pre, uh, Lightroom presets are amazing. What I love about it, especially when you do the side-by-side -side of, of um, what it looks like with your presets versus just a straight exposure. Which oh. exposure for those listening, that's like where, you're, where you just like brighten it the heck out of it. And what the only way I've come to explain it to people is, is like your presets have depth to them. Like you're not just jacking with the exposure. It's really, it's really awesome. It's really cool. Oh, uh, thanks for saying that. Yeah. I, when I started running Facebook ads and Instagram ads, oh my word, I was getting all kinds of comments and I'm like, how do people think that that's just bumping up the exposure? But you know, I have to go back and think a few years ago, I probably would have thought the same thing too, but Lightroom presets are just a really beautiful preset you know, combination of edits. So I'm thankful that you said that because it's true. It goes much far beyond just exposure. Yep. Far beyond. Yep. So let's transition now into what's going to seem like an off topic kind of a thing for a Lightroom preset girl and camera uh, photography expert and a business expert to talk about law of attraction. But you and I've kind of had this on our heart to talk about and I'm just excited to dive into it. So Will you fill everybody in on your Cliff Notes version of what Law of Attraction or LOA is? <laughs> Absolutely. And you're right. This does seem so wild and random, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so for me, when I started diving into Law of Attraction, because, you know, I kept hearing about it and seeing people post about it, but I, I wasn't seeing any Christians that I knew or followed ever kind of dive into the topic. So when I started to research it, I was actually really nervous. And I remember talking to my husband and just saying like, am I taking something too far or am I disrespecting my relationship with God by asking and by kind of looking into this, you know? And so I felt like I was in kind of a fragile place for a number of months while I just kind of tiptoed into the topic, would read up a little bit, digest it, try to figure it out. How does that look within my belief system? How does that work in my relationship with God? And so what started out as really timid and kind of scary ended up in turning into this, I feel like just a beautiful flower, a beautiful space um, to see God in a different way. And so it's actually been really freeing and really cool, but it did take a lot of, um, I was just really timid with it at first, but 
for me, when we talk about law of attraction, the best way when we start to boil it down, when you hear people say, you know, I manifested this or I'm attracting this into my life. For me, you know, manifest means I'm just going to make it real. Like manifest is make real. Just like after you pray and you say, amen, you're saying, so be it. Mm -hmm. So when I want to manifest something, um, like this morning, I can manifest a cup of coffee. Like the way I'm going to do it is go, well, I want a cup of coffee and I'm going to walk into my kitchen and I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to make it real. And so when I started looking at that in my life and in my business, then I just started just, I boiled it down. I made it really simple. What do I want to make real in my life and in my business? And for me, that was just, I had to write out my goals. And then when we talk about like, oh, you know, they're attracting this into their life or you're attracting wealth or raise your vibration, all those topics, those things are so woo-woo, right? Um, so when I think about like, what am I attracting in? Like a lot of times when you wake up and you have like, you're just in a happy place, you're in a good mood and the rest of the day you're like, oh, oh my word, I found a dollar on the ground and uh, I didn't even realize that I had extra stars on my gold card at Starbucks and I got a free drink and you know, you just kind of go through the day like, oh, this is the best. Or you can have the flip side where you wake up and it's the worst day ever and you look for everything to, to back that up. It was the worst day. I was out of gas. I had to stop and get gas in the rain. And you know, it's, it's really a lot about perspective and what you set in motion that day is going to, you're going to continue to see evidence for it to happen. You know, does that kind of make sense? Oh yeah. Yeah. And I'll just say like my journey as well was very similar where I was timid. Um, just, I had my heavy discerning on, um, reading things like it's hard to be in this personal development space and not come across ideas like this or things that are too woo woo. Like even funny story, like a couple years ago when the Marie Kondo's book came out, the magic art of tidying up, even that, I thought, this is a little too much, right? Hugging our blankets, figuring out if we want to keep them. <laughs> so it's just funny to see how I've evolved since then where I realized, okay, there is reason behind like whatever. That's a whole nother rabbit trail. But, um, you know, I did go through it the same way where I was like, okay, I'm craving, I'm craving a deeper relationship with God. Like I know he's bigger than this cookie cutter God, that I've experienced my whole religious childhood life, right? Um, and really, from this journey, it's been a deepening. And we're, I don't know, it's just amazing, this situation we're in now where, where we get fed a, the God I was craving for, like that version. I mean, he is who he is, right? But like, I, I was, it's so hard to articulate that, Jana, but I hope you get it. I think part of it, like, um, is I, I was putting God in this tiny little pillbox, and he's yeah. this abundant, magnificent creator that we worship. I mean, we lit, we worship him and all, and he's so amazing when you think about what he created. Like, um, I don't get to travel much anymore, but I used to. And I remember going to different countries and states and cities and just being amazed. Like, oh man, the ocean is beautiful. The mountains are gorgeous. Like I could just admire God's creation all day. And that alone is just an example of how abundant he is. Yeah. That he didn't just create enough for us to get by with on earth. He created so much for us to enjoy. And so when I started taking on that lens and looking at him as like, holy cow, you're so amazing. Instead of going like, thank you, God, for my daily bread. I started asking for more. Like if you took so much time and attention to just create a beautiful earth, will you help me create a beautiful life? 
And so once I started taking on that lens, like my view of God skyrocketed, it just opened up and, and I was so amazed at how long I had kept him under this old idea of what, what he was and what he wanted for me. Mm, that is so good. That is so good. So one of the things you mentioned before was that what you seek, you will find. And I think a lot, a lot of people that are listening, you can think of this where maybe you were in high school and you wanted this fancy car for your first car. And like all of a sudden you started seeing it everywhere on the road, right? That's an example of how, when we set our mind to something, whether it's setting our mind to a negative experience of running out of gas and now the rest of your day is downhill or whatever that is, what you look for, you're going to find every stinking time. So, um, I think that's one component of the law of attraction that we can definitely set our we can set our mind to. And I think it's biblical as well. Want to speak to that a little bit? Yeah, totally. And what's funny is I, I mean, if you want to say, use the terms, I manifested this podcast because I set out and I was like, I really want to begin doing podcast interviews. <laughs> and then you, you DM'd me that same day. That's you insane. Know, I did a post and I was like, I'd love to start like talking about this topic and exploring it a little bit. And I really had in my mind, like, I want to find other people who will talk about it. I didn't even say that in my post, my Instagram post, but then you reached out and I had another lady reach out and I'm like, it just goes to show, like, I started actively looking for that and it, and God was like, Oh, well, you're asking for that. I'd love to give that to you. Yeah. Um, And so for me, this last year has been all about asking big. Um, For a long time, I was really afraid to ask for more income because I always equated that to selfishness and the verse in the Bible, you know, the root of all evil money, right? Like um, all these verses that talk about that. And we skip out on all the verses that actually refer to God saying a life abundantly ask and you'll receive, you know, the more you give, the more you receive all these different concepts and principles within the word of God that we just want to skip over because we want to vilify money because it's an easy thing. You know, we, we tend, Christians tend to vilify things like, oh, you can't do this because God doesn't like it. Oh, you can't say that. You can't be here. Right. Yeah. And instead looking at it and going, actually, like, how does God, how did he create us to live? Like, let's start there and then look for evidence of that in his word. And I was so shocked at how much I found, you know? Yeah. I mean, we've, in a sense, in the church have kind of put poverty on a pedestal. Oh, yeah. A little bit. Um, Or there's, there's, there's shame around, well, she has a lot of money, so blah, blah, blah. But the thing my husband and I were talking about this this weekend, actually, where it was like, it's the thought, and it's not just the church, it's like the world, the thought that because they have, that's why I don't, you know? Right. And it's like, our God, he's so much more abundant than that. There's enough for everyone to have their piece of the pie. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that is part of that, just having the freedom to ask like really believing, like there is so much out there for me. There's so much out there for my neighbor. Like there's nothing wrong with me wanting to enjoy um, what God has for me. And so I think that was the big step. And a lot of people that I've talked to on this topic, I'll, I'll ask them, have you asked God for more money? Have you asked him to increase your income? And they're like, no. Like, you know, it's just like, I just <laughs> asked them about the craziest question of them. Yeah. And a lot of times it is that block of like, well, I don't want to ask for more. That's selfish. Mm-hmm. When in reality, 
I mean, I mean, I'll just be really personal here when, cause my husband was a pastor. He was on staff at a church for 17 years. We have been active in ministry our entire marriage. And we also lived on a pastor's budget mm-hmm. for many of those years. And our ability to give financially to people was very limited. Time is a limited resource. So when we would go and help people and we would serve in the community, there's only, only so many hours a day that we can do that. But when you're able to give income and it multiplies and it's exponential, then your reach goes so much further. And so we thought we were being all holy and pious by living this poverty lifestyle and giving of our time and our heart when you still can do that. But what about when you can throw a gasoline on the fire with income? And so for us, what the little bit that we used to be able to give in one year, now we can give in a day. I mean, it's just changed dramatically from the impact that we could have before. So not only can we give our time and our love and our heart, but we can actually go in and impact a community or impact a family with a financial uh, blessing that they need too. And so I think that's what people don't realize when they look at these wealthy people and they're like, oh, they have this fancy car and they could feed a hundred orphans. Well, how do you know that they didn't feed a million orphans? And then God just keeps blessing them and they got the car. Like we, we tend to want to judge so hard and not realize that if they continued playing small, nobody would get fed. And so for me and for my husband, that's been our big breakthrough is going, the more that we ask, the more we get. Like this is just magnifying the beautiful heart that we have to serve and love and help people. And it's only getting better. Hey, I know you're loving today's episode. So here's what I want you to do. Screenshot the show right now on your phone and post it on your Instagram stories. Tag me at Katie Fleming and also tag Jana at the Jana Bishop, the Jana Bishop. Okay. Tag us. We would love to hear what you were loving about this episode and get to know you more on our favorite social media platform, Instagram. See you guys there. Um, And once I have that talk with people, then they're like, yeah, oh yeah, I want to make a million dollars this year. Like, of course you do, because you want to be able to tithe off that and give and bless people. And so the more you ask for, the bigger the impact you're going to have. That was so good. And what are, what are those like resources or things that you have kind of gone through as you've been on your own discovery to connecting this to the Bible? Yeah. So I really had to just search things out on my own. And that was very time consuming. I wish I would have had the Christian's Guide to Law of Attraction podcast to listen to, you know. Um, But for me, I just went for it and started listening to people that talked about law of attraction, but they talked about it in a way that was really palatable for me. And I could break it down into easy chunks. James Wedmore, I think is amazing on this topic. He has a really good podcast that you can listen to. And I would listen to his podcast. I remember the first time I listened to it and it was an episode and he talked about the less you work, the more you make. And I was just, I mean, I was flat on the ground. Like there is no freaking way, James Wedmore. Um, and I, I even went on my Instagram stories and I'm like, you guys, James Wedmore saying the less we work, the more we make. Who, who agrees? You know, when I did the poll, I look back on it now. I'm like, that was so dumb of me, but that was a recondo story. Yeah. Like stepping out and going, okay, I'm really curious about this. Like let's, I need to open up my mind to it. Um, and now, I mean, I'm in his next level group. I'm just receiving, I'm receiving coaching from him. I think he's amazing and his team's amazing. Um, and then, uh, Denise, she wrote the book, I uh, get rich, lucky bitch. So yeah. you need to bleep that out. You can, but she, and it makes it sound like she's a really vulgar 
person that wants to use curse words, but she's not. She um, just has a really cute story around that. But her book, I listened to it on audio and I loved it because she talked about decluttering and what is your story with money and your relationship with money from a young age. And once I started going down that process, like she has a really practical kind of formula to help you understand law of attraction and manifestation. Um, And once I went down that rabbit trail, it helped me kind of heal up some old memories and old thoughts that I had towards money. And I actually had the biggest growth after I finished up her book. Like we had one of our worst months, which was so scary because my husband had just retired. I like, I was like, we're making enough, go ahead and quit. We're going to see what God has for us, you know? And then I like had a horrible sales month and I was freaking out. And at that time I was listening to her book and I started realizing like I was kind of self-sabotaging growth and wealth because I was afraid that it would cause more issues down the road. Cause I had seen that in my own life and in my family that when people started making money, they made poor decisions and then it didn't end well for them. And I was sabotaging that in our family. Like I would have a really good idea and I wouldn't act on it or I'd have the opportunity to upsell something on, you know, to someone and I would be like, Oh, I'll just give it to them. Like I did, I did not want to make more money. Um, and so her book really helped me break through that and forgive those old stories and memories and heal that up. And then just be this wide open receptor to money. And, and I can tell you like money started flowing in in abundance after that. And it was just a huge miracle to see that happen. Yeah. You know, I I can't remember who the author is, Ted or something, but it's called The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. And he talks about how our, we have a money thermostat. So if it's set to 70,000 a year, then if you start going above that, you're going to sabotage yourself and you've got to figure out a way, how can I raise this to a hundred thousand or to 200,000 or whatever that is. Um, that's a really, really good book that I read probably last year or two years ago. And it was just great read talked a lot about these principles. Um, so I would recommend that to anybody that's seeking for those answers, but what would you say? Okay. So let's talk about this real quick. Um, when we talk about money and money coming in, sometimes we as humans want to control how it comes in and we've got our own ideas about, Oh, if, if I, you know, if I want God to help me with money, then that means he's going to take away all my debt. And it doesn't always look like that. Right. So we've got to figure out, um, that whole piece of the, the puzzle. So speak to surrendering to how things come in. Oh, I love that. I have a great story example on that too. Um, it's so easy because once you find something that you're good at, or you built, you've had money come in from a certain revenue stream before, then you tend to think, go back into that old, like employee mindset, like this source creates this money. You know, um, if you would have asked me, three or four years ago, where does your income come from? I would have said, oh, my husband's job. Like that's how it was. That was my mindset towards it. And once I started changing that to go, actually the source of all of this income is God. And then the source of all the creativity for more income is God. So I started opening up and going, okay, well, God, what other revenue streams would you have for us? And I can remember I went to Tony Robbins with a group of girls and we, you know, Tony Robbins is all day long. You're there at eight o'clock in the morning and you're not done until 10 o'clock at night and your butt is kicked and you're tired. And so we, you know, left at 10 o'clock and we went to like the only place that was open to eat And we're talking and my friend Ash, she was like, okay, so 
Tony Robbins is all about the big ask. Like what's your big income number that you want to ask for? What would your life look like if that's what you made? And so she's like, what's your big number? You know? And, and I was like, Oh, I'm going to, it's going to be so big, you know? And I'm telling her, I'm like, and I, but I put a caveat on it. I'm like, I'm going to make this amount of money by selling stock photos. Mm-hmm. And she got really quiet and she was like, well, why are you, why can it only be through selling stock photos? And I was like, well, that's what I do. And she's like, so that's the only way that God can bring money into your life. And I always sat there so stunned, like, you're right, but I, I have been trained and conditioned in that employee mindset that this source equals this money, and this is the only way it can come in. And so once I kind of started getting that mindset, you know, kind of seeing it wash away a little bit, then I started creating Lightroom presets. And then I was like, I should change the name of my business, and then I'll create a photo course. And you see how it just dominoed from there, yeah. that once I got rid of money has to come from this or the source of money is this and just open it up to God is the source and he's going to just give me the inspiration to create and that's unlimited. Then all of a sudden I tapped into a whole new level of earning potential because I wasn't just pigeonholing the creator. I wasn't telling God how it was going to happen. I was actually saying, God, however you want it to happen, I'm on board. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's just such a beautiful picture of co-creation with the head creator because as as Christians, we're imagers of God. Like we are his image here on the earth and to be able to create with him, he wants to share those ideas with us. He wants us to take action on them. Um, But so often we're not even still enough to hear them. So when you've gotten your massive ideas or, or hits of inspiration, are you in a, like, what's your state? Are you in a quiet state? When does it come to you? What does your creative process look like? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, most of the time I'm at rest. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'll be asking, like actively asking God, will you help me um, give me an idea or help me read into what people are asking for? Sometimes, you know, customers are, will leave comments on my Instagram or they'll, they'll email me and they're having a hard time articulating what they really want or need. And so I'll ask God, like, okay, will you give me insight and to see kind of like the overarching problem here that I need to create something for? Um, And so I can remember one time I had been asking God, like, well, this is when I sold on Creative Market. I did all my stock photos on Creative Market. And a lot of times when you have a really good product, they'll feature you on the front page and then your sales increase as a result. And so I was like, okay, my goal is to be on the front page of Creative Market and, um, God, will you give me an idea? Like, will you help me create something, a really cool product that will help people and that will be highly visible? And I no lie, I woke up the next morning with um, letter boards were so popular. This was like two years ago. And letter boards are a pain in the butt to change out the letters on to take a photo. Um, They just are time consuming. And like, I have had a happy fall, y'all, on mine since (laughs) since October. (laughs) And it's February now. (laughs) February. (laughs) Because they just are a pain in the butt. So I was thinking like, okay, a lot of people love letterboard mockups on Instagram. They were getting thousands of likes. So how could I create something where they could actually have like a generator where they can move the letters around in Photoshop and have a ton of different sayings that they could create all at once? Um, And I'm like, that's it. And so I literally woke up, had that idea on my heart, like God just put it there, almost like a download of exactly what to do. 
And by the end of the week, I had my product listed. And for the longest time, when you would search letterboard or mock-up, I was the first on Google to pop up. And so not only was God like giving me an idea to help me get noticed on Creative Market, he also gave me an idea that drove traffic for the next year because it was so highly ranked on Google. Um, and I didn't even know anything about that. Like I wasn't doing SEO or trying to rank high on Google. Um, God just gave me the idea and then he worked out everything else. And I think that was one of the best examples for me of going, okay, it's not when I'm frantic and like all this pressure. It's when I'm just quietly going, this is what I would love to happen. Here's why. And will you help me? And, and then sitting back and allowing God to just download the idea. And then of course I had to take action on it. Yeah. I love that you're seeking him and his, his, his ideas and just trusting that what, however that idea came to be, like you would have never known to like that your letterboard would be what ranked you and what would lead to this and that and your Google rankings and all this stuff. Like these are the things we as humans can't see from the weeds and then our creator, he can see them. So we've got to, there's got to be enough surrender to be like, Hey, I just need this idea. Uh, I want this to be the end goal, but like how you do it, it's fine. Just show me. I'll do it. And then I loved what you mentioned that the action component. And I like to, I like to think of this in terms of demonstration, right? So God needs us to demonstrate that we're going to do something with this idea. Can you speak to that action, that inspired action? Yeah, it would have been really easy for me to sit around and ask and then be like, oh, woe is me. We're not making the money that we wanted. My shop's not visible, whatever. Um, but as soon as I had the idea, and again, it wasn't even an idea. I didn't go to bed thinking, God, please give me, show me how to do a letterboard mock-up. I didn't, that wasn't even like a specific request. I was just saying, help me grow my shop and be visible. Like I'm open to what you're going to yeah. help me create. And then waking up, having the idea and taking action immediately while I was inspired to do it. Because a lot of times, um, Though, you know, you can get an idea for something really cool and then it, there's like all the excuses that come with it. Like, oh, well, I'm too busy to do that. I'll have to do it next week or next month. And so taking that action, um, the steps towards creating it when you're inspired because you're going to work faster, you're going to work harder, and you're going to see it happen a lot faster um, when you're in that state of mind, you know? So yeah. I think if I would have held off on taking action or if I wouldn't have been as proactive and I had to rearrange things like call my husband and go, can you, can you pick up Rowan from school? And then, um, you know, if I had a, I forget if like I had an appointment or something, I moved it. And so it was just those simple little acts where I went, I'm actually going to focus in on this for a couple of days and make this happen and see where it takes me. And so I, I worked my schedule around the job that I needed to do that week. And so that for me was a huge component of not just waiting around and, and wishing that God would help me, but actually going, you just helped me so much. You gave me this idea. Now I'm going to do my part using the creativity that you gifted me with and then going from there. Yeah. Yeah. It's what makes our faith more than just believing and turns yeah. it into just that the movement behind it. You know, I had a, a, an illustration this weekend, um, any other creatives, like when we, maybe you're like this, where you like live your life and you're like thinking in terms of blog posts, like, oh, this could be a good blog post. Yeah. So my daughter, we were FaceTiming with my parents on Saturday morning and they, my two girls, they started fighting over whose face was the primary face in this, on the phone. And so it turned into this scream fest and I said, mom, I'll call you back. We hung up and 
like just screams. My daughter's like, no, call Mimi back. And she's freaking out. I said, girl, get calm and then we will call her back. She said, she's strong, so strong-willed. She's like, no, I'll get calm when you call Mimi back. And I was like, well, then we're not calling Mimi. Like, get calm and then we will call her back. Demonstrate to me that you can be calm and responsible and then we will call her back. And it was just, in that moment, I was like, this is exactly what God's thinking. Katie, I gave you this idea. Just buy the domain name or just write the outline and the next little wave of inspiration will come. The next steps will appear, you know, all that stuff. So totally. And I want to add to that too, because I've always been a creative person. And so put me in a group of people and I hear their problems. I'm going to come up with a solution. Like that's just how I'm wired. You know, I, my mind just goes there. And so a lot of times in the beginning, I felt like I was always a little bit lost at sea because I would have a million ideas a day. Right. And so for me, part of that process of co-creating with God was actually getting specific on what I wanted and why. And, um, and I was doing this even before I really kind of dipped my toes into law of attraction. So it just goes to show like that's our innate reaction when God is tapping on our heart for more, right? Like we we're instantly going, okay, how can I dial this in and start to create? And for the longest time, like I always felt judged by my friends because they're like, oh, well, what is she into now? What is she going to do now? You know, Jana's always got some kind of business idea or thought or whatever. And it was almost like I kind of became a joke, like a butt of people's jokes because I just had this endless supply of creativity. But at the end of the day, it's actually what served me the best was because I was always open to what God was putting on my heart. And then once I learned how to kind of niche down and start asking really good questions, then I felt really empowered by God to begin creating um, specific things that would help people. And so it's kind of that whole process like where you, you may feel at first, like you're just tossed around. Like, what, what am I doing? What am I trying to create? What am I even asking for? But part of that process is so important because it allows you to just kind of be tested and tried. And then you come out like going, okay, now I know what I need to do. Like, I'm going to calm down. I'm going to focus on this and it's going to be good. And I trust that God's in it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And, and I think one of the biggest differences between law of attraction and really God's law of attraction, which is the yeah. laws of the universe, is, is the relationship. And that sounds simple, but, um, you know, when we're asking, as a Christian, when I'm asking, like, it's coming to the feet of Jesus and saying, hey, this is what I'm asking, but I'm surrendering completely to, like, to whatever it is you think is best. And there's that relationship there. So, if you're a Christian and you're listening to this and don't have the relationship down first, we've got to come to our father, you know, and ask and petition and get his feedback and his counsel. And not everybody has a strongly earth, um, earth father, a strong, strongly earth, a strong earthly father, (laughs) but I was blessed to have a great father. And through that, I saw a lot of the way God has modeled his, his heavenly family. And I'm thankful for that. And, um, I don't know if you want to speak to the rela- the relationship and, and how that's really the basis of it for us. Absolutely. And that for me, one of the, when I said earlier, when I started kind of diving into law of attraction, I was really worried, like, is this going to hurt my relationship with God? Because that was so, it's, it's so precious to me. And I didn't want anything to come between that kind of like a really good friendship. Like you don't want to 
go, oh, well, I can't hang out with you at all the next month because I'm hanging out with someone else. And that's kind of how I felt at first. Like God and law of attraction were parallel. They weren't together. So I, I was worried about that. Like if I'm, if I'm researching or looking into this, am I actually like neglecting God? And so the more that I kind of started looking into it, the more I saw how many times the paths cross, <laughs> you know what I mean? And understanding that that, because I had that relationship with God, I felt like God was going, you're okay. Like we're, you know, you're not going to lose sight of me in this. Um, and it just kept deepening that call and that urge to really be, exactly who God created me to be. And part of that was beginning to understand like all that he has for us in this life, you know? Um, but that relationship, I, what I thought was going to be hurt actually grew so much stronger. And it was really cool to see that happen over the last, you know, year, like where I'm just like, man, God, like I just am in so much more in awe and wanting to talk to him and get feedback from God. And that sounds like so crazy to so many people, but truly like where I feel like I can get on the spot feedback from my heavenly father. What's it's amazing. Yeah, it is. It is. And I know like for me, I know there's a lot of people out there that just feel the box of religion and you just, you know, in your heart that like God is bigger than the, the way he's been painted your whole childhood or whatever that looks like for you. That's kind of the way it was for me. And it's just, um, he, he calls us to, to look in a little bit more. And I think one of the big things for me was realizing God is the God of the universe. He created the universe. So like all these things that are out there, these books, these leaders, these mentors, they're great, but they're humans, right? Um, so always going back to what we know is truth and that's the Bible for us. So uh, I think that's a good lens and way to think about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So this has been incredible. We could probably go on for like another hour. <laughs> I know we need part two. <laughs> I know. And I, one of the last things I wrote down here was like, speaking to words because words words if if you read genesis at the very beginning it says god spoke and it was like it, it happened and that's a sound wave that's a vibration that's pretty wild to me that science is catching up to what god's known this whole time absolutely and that i tell people about that all the time i'm like do you realize he spoke it into creation he spoke it into being and so so many times we limit what we're doing by what we're saying. So the more that you say like, well, I'll always be poor or I'll always struggle with this or I'm not creative or I don't have the ability to do this or that, then you just keep cementing that idea in your brain. Um, and when you can flip that and start saying and speaking life, I mean, the word of God even says, think on these things, yeah. the joy, the peace, like he is wanting you to raise your vibration. God is telling you to think on the things that will allow you to have an amazing life. And so when we can really fine tune that and start using our words to create life and to create what we want, um, there's a whole new realm of possibility that opens up. And he was our ultimate example of that. And I feel like, I never really understood that growing up in the church. That wasn't told to me, you know? I was told to to say nice things because it was nice and it was the good Christian thing to do, but I was never told to like actively create what I wanted with my words and then be a part of that process with God. So that's been really cool to see that shift in me and in my husband and how we're just really mindful of how we speak about ourselves and each other, because we understand that that is a huge component of the process. 
Yeah. Yeah. And as a mom, like these are, these are things I'm speaking daily over my kids, health, mm-hmm. prosperity, hedge protection, Lord go before them everywhere they go. Like I've got, they, they say affirmations. I mean, they're affirmations, right. Mm-hmm. In the personal development world. But as far as I'm concerned, like these, I'm speaking blessings over my children every yes. day. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm the same way morning and night when we pray over him and it, I'm not like sitting around and worrying about all these things. I am speaking life over him and letting him know like, this is who you are and this is what we're going to walk out. And so it's really exciting to take on that role and, um, and ask God, like be in the midst of this, help us, um, use our words to create life. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, it's pretty precious when you get to watch them begin to, cause you're modeling. I think it's the best way as a parent to teach is to model. And, uh, it was pretty cute the other day. I, I don't know what was being said in the back seat, but all of a sudden I heard Lizzie say, Ani, her name is Juliana. So we call her Ani. She goes, Ani, you're healthy, happy, healed, and strong. Remember? Oh, I love it. See, it's so powerful. That's their belief system. Yeah. How amazing that you are training them up from such a young age with that like core belief. And so anything that bumps up against that, that doesn't add up, they're going to dismiss. And so that is such a powerful thing that you're doing. And I just love it. I love it. I love it. Love it. I love it. Oh my goodness. We could go on forever. I still have like another page of notes, but <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So I want you to fill us in um, on how everybody can connect with you, where we can see all these gorgeous pictures and presets. And um, I was going to ask other questions, but we don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so generous. Thank you. Um, okay. I'm on Instagram every day. So you can find me at the Jana Bishop and I'll post on there like stock photos and presets. And then I'm also just really candid on there with posts about kind of my journey um, in photography, my journey in stock photos and being a Christian. So it's just kind of a melting pot of all kinds of stuff. But um, I love to connect with people on there. I'm very active there. So that's probably the best way to get a hold of me personally. And then um, my website is janabishop.com. And I have my stock photos on there. So if you need something for Instagram or for a blog post, um, they're really fun to just have in your back pocket if you need to create something really quick. And then I also have my Lightroom presets, which started out as just presets for interiors and products because that really was my specialty. And then over time, it's just kind of branched out into portraits. And then now I have a new blush collection, which I love because thank you. It's like an Instagram filter, but it's a lot more powerful. And then you know how, if you want to apply a filter on Instagram, you have to go through the steps every single time, apply it, lighten it, do all that stuff. Well, on Lightroom, you can just apply the preset because it's saved. And so it allows you to edit a lot faster. So the blush collection is really pretty. It allows your feed to have a really beautiful kind of light and airy, feminine, cohesive look. And so that one is blowing up. And again, that was literally, you guys, I created it. I was taking my son to gymnastics and I was looking at my photos and I'm like, man, you know what is so pretty is when I have a filter that's kind of like pink. I kept calling it a pink wash. And I sat in his gymnastics class and I started creating it. And that was inspired action, right? And now that is one of my most popular presets. Um, And so that just goes to show too, like the power of just going, I have an idea, let me act on it and see what happens. Um, So all of that is on my website. And then you can also see it in action on my Instagram. And that's, that's it. I'm pretty easy to find um, on those two platforms. 
I love it. So, okay, personal question here, uh, which I know anybody looking at your presets would, would probably be asking as well. Portrait versus the interiors. Which one, how do we choose, or do we get both? <laughs> yeah, well, you, all of the presets have, like, kind of my signature tone curve. So when you dig into Lightroom, there's a million sliders. And so when I went in, I really wanted to focus in on a couple of things. I wanted there to be a lot of clarity, but I also wanted to make skin look really clean and clear and pretty. And then with the interiors, I wanted everything to be nice and bright and white. Um, because if, if you ever shoot anything with a lamp on or any type of that's called ambient lighting, you're going to get a yellow hue. So even like my gray walls will look really muddy and tan if I have a light on. So the interior and product presets are basically like if you're taking pictures of your house. So if you're a home blogger, if you do a lot of posts where you're like, I got this rug at home goods, you can go to and you have affiliate links, then the presets work really well because you can snap a photo of whatever you purchased or of your home on your cell phone. And then you can go into Lightroom and apply one of the interior or product presets and really make it pop and make it really pretty. But because they're for interiors and products, they have a lot of um, clarity in them because you really want to have those details that can get lost in a big room. You want those to stand out. So that would be for interior and products. And then portraits are a lot softer because we don't want wrinkles and laugh lines to stand out so much. So I softened it up, but it still has a lot of my signature elements within just the settings itself. I just um, kind of geared it more towards softer skin tones and really, you know, making the, the person look pretty. Um, and then the blush presets, you can apply it to anything. It's the universal preset. It's really the click and go. You just apply it. Um, and if you need to adjust the exposure, you can, but that is really the only thing you would ever have to adjust on there. And most people don't. It just works for them right away. Um, and the blush presets, there's blush, delicate blush, which is a little bit lighter and sky blush, which has a little more of a cooler tone to it. And that's all included in the same preset pack. So you have a lot of um, wiggle room there with those. So fun. Remind me, didn't we have a coupon code for the presets? Yes, we do. Okay, so if you go to my website and you add a preset to your cart and apply KF35, you'll be able to get $35 or 35% off of uh, my presets. Yeah, $35 would be great too, but it's 35%. Jana doesn't do discounts like that anymore. <laughs> I don't. And, and this is actually the biggest coupon code I've ever released, and it's just for your audience. So oh, um, yeah, there's no other coupon code at this high of amount out there. Love it. Well, thank you for being so generous and um, for joining us on this conversation. We'll have to have you back down the line for like more conversations. <laughs> this is great. I would love it. I would love it. Thank you so much for creating this time and space for this conversation. It was so good. Thanks for listening to the Ambitious Motherhood Podcast. You're one of the family, so definitely make sure you subscribe and catch the next episode.